It is Wednesday, March 24th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the ninth quick hit pod in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. We are now up to 14 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is free to read. We will keep stacking them up as the NFL Draft approaches next month. You can check out every one of them, every one of the accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel and or any of our podcast feeds. Today, we continue the three-day run of Alabama guys, and we turn our attention to the backfield for Najee Harris. Jared, background on Harris. He was a heralded recruit, number one or number two overall across positions, according to multiple services back in 2017. He ran for more than 7,500 yards over his three starting seasons in high school, topped 2,200 rushing yards in each of those seasons and racked up 98 total touchdowns over that span. He committed to Alabama in his sophomore year, 2015, still looked around after that, but wound up sticking to his commitment to Alabama, got carries as a true freshman in 2017 in a loaded Alabama backfield. They already had Damian Harris, Bo Scarborough, Josh Jacobs on hand, plus quarterback Jalen Hurts was still starting there. So Obviously not not a lot of carries available, but he still factored in right away as a true freshman. Remained third in line behind Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs as a sophomore in 2018, but beat both of those guys in yards per carry that season. Jacobs, Damian Harris, gone for 2019. Najee Harris finally took over that backfield. In his final two years at Alabama, he became the first Crimson Tide player with consecutive 200-plus carry seasons since Kenneth Darby in 2005-2006. Harris finished his career with school records in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and total touchdowns. He was a consensus All-American last season, won the Doak Walker Award as the nation's top running back. Pretty nice career for the guy at Alabama. Yeah, definitely. You know, the next in line kind of from the Alabama running back factory. The, the, the guys recently have kind of had mixed results. I don't weigh that too heavily, though, in evaluating Harris. I think, you know, you, you got to look at all these guys individually. Uh, man, I, I, I just wish he had come out last year. And it's not so much that he's already 23. It's just like another year of big workload before he gets to the NFL. We know these running backs have short shelf life. So that, that dings him a bit for me, but I mean, that, that 2020 season was awesome. The receiving, the receiving stuff, especially, you know, 43 catches. He was actually third on Alabama in catches, which says a lot considering how, you know, stacked we know that receiver room is. I know Jalen Waddle missed a lot of time, but I mean, you know, Devontae Smith was there. This, this matchy kid's going to be a star, I think. So impressive that he played that big a role in the passing game actually had some of his biggest, uh, receiving games late in the season. He had five catches for 67 yards and three touchdowns in the SEC championship, uh, seven catches for 79 yards and a score in the title game win over Ohio, Ohio State. So big guy with pass catching abilities, obviously you know, kind of ideal for fantasy football. Yeah, you can check the scouting report on DraftSharks.com to see more about how those receptions and his other numbers stacked up against the other star running backs that Alabama has produced in recent seasons. Let's move to the film review portion now, though, and uh, let's start with what you're not going to see when you watch him. Elusiveness, you're not going to see that, but I I don't think that you would expect that from a 230-pound running back. Harris isn't bouncy. He's not the kind of guy who's going to evade tacklers or dash around the edges for big plays. But again, he's a big guy. You wouldn't expect that. You're also not going to see elite speed 
when you watch him. We're probably not going to get an official 40 time for uh, Najee Harris in this draft season. I wouldn't be surprised if he's more like a 4-6 than he is under 4-5. He ran a 4-6-6 heading into college. That would put him in kind of territory with guys like Kareem Hunt, Carlos Hyde, David Montgomery. So it's not ideal, but I think it's okay. And if he were to run a 4-6 flat, that would still be an above average speed score at his 230 pounds. Now, all that said, there is good agility for a big guy. He can make the cuts to take advantage of lanes that open up in front of him and to, you know, get around what is right in front of him at or just beyond the line. There's also enough acceleration, I think, to take advantage of openings at the line of scrimmage. I don't think Harris is going to run away from NFL defenders for, you know, 60, 70 yard touchdowns in the NFL, but I think he's got enough to get those 20 to 25 yard chunks when there is opportunity. It's kind of along the lines of Clyde Edwards Elair last year, where there's enough to get what's what's there without maybe the home run speed to, to maximize it. Now, I think what you will see that you would probably expect to find from a, a guy that's 230 pounds, power through contact. Pro Football Focus had him first in the nation in yards after contact last year, second in most missed tackles forced. That first contact for Harris often came beyond the line of scrimmage as opposed to in the backfield. We'll see what happens when it finds him in the backfield more often in the pros. But, I mean, he's certainly big enough, strong enough for that to be a plus for him. What I think is more surprising is his receiving ability. Uh, He's not just a threat on screens. Najee Harris can really catch the ball, including some downfield stuff. Definitely. I mean, that's the surprising thing for a, you know, 230 pound back. I think he runs like a 230 pound back, which is kind of what you want to see, but man, excellent in the passing game. He has wide receiver, like hands, wide receiver, like ball skills. You see, there's a few times where you see him adjust to, you know, throws outside of his frame. So that's really impressive. You you just got to hope his NFL team utilizes that. You know, Josh Jacobs, we said sort of the same thing about him coming out. You know, we saw him doing some wide receiver like stuff, lining up outside for Alabama. Then the Raiders have sort of under underutilized him there. But again, Harris size and pass catching ability is awesome. Steven Jackson was my comparison when I first watched him. PFF gave him a Matt Forte comparison, which I actually like better than Steven Jackson because you know, I think like Forte, Harris, big, powerful, not going to break off long runs, but again, like Forte, it can be utilized quite a bit in the passing game. Yeah, and I think the Forte comparison highlights that receiving stuff. And I think that's more important than his size or his specific 40 time or anything, because that's what can really make Najee Harris a three down back, a potential workhorse in the NFL, you know, at a time where those guys are difficult to find. We get pretty wide variation in Harris's draft projection, looking ahead to the fantasy outlook now. Depending on where you look in mock drafts, you can find him going anywhere from inside the top 10 to into round two. To me, Harris looks more like the kind of guy that typically goes in round two at running back at this point. I mean, if Jonathan Taylor was not a first-round pick last year, I'm not sure why Harris, who is a slower version, probably with better receiving skills, but still a slower version of that big back that Jonathan Taylor was last year. I'm not sure why Harris would go in round one if that player is not going in round two. You know, Dalvin Cook, a round two pick. Derrick Henry, less receiving skills, but also a big back with good speed for his size, round two. So I think that's where we should expect him to go, but maybe he sneaks into round one. We'll see where he lands is going to matter, especially because Harris is already 23 and because it's getting to be less helpful to bet big on the second contract of running backs. We want these guys within their first four or five years in the league, and especially when the guy's 23 
and had all this work in college. That's where we want her. So it's going to be important for him to land in a good spot right away. And with that in mind, I think maybe Falcons early in round two are ideal. Maybe in the second half of round one, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay are a few more good potential landing spots for him. Yeah, I like Tampa Bay and Atlanta. I just want to see him land somewhere, that, again, that a team that's going to use him in the passing game. But, you know, I, I think when you look at his size plus the fact that, you know, he's going to have draft capital on his side. I'd be surprised if he, you know, falls out of the top 50 picks. So I, I think, you know, that that makes him a good bet to get ball-carrying volume. Again, that he can do stuff in the passing game if he's allowed to. And you're just, just from a fantasy perspective, like, when you look at his size, he's obviously going to be his team's goal line back. And, again, if he has – the touchdown upside plus the pass catching upside, like they, you know, that that's what scores us points in fantasy. So I think he could be an RB one right out of the gate, um, and I think you know he, he deserves to be a top five pick in our dynasty rookie drafts. Yeah, expect to find him near the top of our dynasty rookie rankings. And you know I, I have been a little bit apprehensive about drafting him where you need to in redraft to this point. After watching him, digging into him a little more, I feel fine with taking Najee Harris in that range where I believe he's RB nineteen off the board right now, late round three. I think that's the kind of range he belongs in now. I think there's a chance that he moves up if he lands in the right spot. And, you know, we mentioned Tampa Bay. If he goes to Tampa Bay at the end of round one, Ronald Jones ceases to exist as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I just I, I see Harris as just a safe prospect when you consider his size, um, his production, the fact that he's coming from you know a big time college program and the fact that he's going to be, again, you know, likely a top 50 pick. So he kind of checks all those boxes. I'd be surprised if he's, he's a bust at the NFL level. Check out DraftSharks.com for the full scouting report on Najee Harris, plus 13 others to date, many more to come. As I've mentioned, the prospect scouting reports are all free to read. You should lock in your DS Insider access, though, so that you can see where all these guys land in our Dynasty rankings, as well as access our 2021 redraft rankings and the MVP draft board, both already live for the coming season. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShoutDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smoll and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.